Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats and welcome to the stage, your hosts of the 2024 Steely Awards, Tom Opferman and Jacob Rett. Woo! All right! Woo! What a crowd! I can't believe we're here, you know. Wow! When they told me I was going to host these <laughs> awards this year, I thought, what, was Taylor Swift busy? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back, though. It's good to have Steely's part two. That means you're having a somewhat successful podcast, at least in the eyes of your bosses, that you get to do an award show for the second time. We were good enough to have another year of this thing. Shout out so, to our boss, Brian LaMartina. So the f- I don't see him out in the crowd tonight to you. Maybe his award will you come to him via no, mail. No one really seemed to show up. Just like last year, I wrote all of the Steelers that won these awards. I wrote all of our friends to come hang out, eat some Chick-fil-A, mm. have a great time. I got to tell you. And no one showed up. And that no Chick-fil-A one, is killing me And not right only now. did they not show up, once again, they didn't even reply to my emails or mm. my texts. So... We will forge on without them. So do we get the award for biggest award show without an audience yes, then? Yes, and we also get the award for good job sticking on the air for one more year, boys. Yeah. Kudos to Let's us. go for three. <laughs> All right. The first portion of the Steely Awards are awards that don't have nominees. They're just statistical awards. And mm-hmm. our first one today is the Bobby Boucher Tackle to Foosball Award. <laughs> and that one goes to the Steeler that, as you can surmise had the most tackles on the season. The award goes to... Elandon Roberts! All right, way to go, Elandon Roberts. 101 total tackles on the season. Not surprising at all. No, he blew everybody out. 68 of them were Han Solo, too. That blew everybody out. Runner-up was TJ Watt. 68 total tackles. Also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but I think I want TJ Watts to be... Oh, my goodness. A little bug in the system there. I think I kind of want TJ Watt to be a little bit further down on the list. I'd like to see some other people ahead of him. 101 to 68 is quite the drop-off, would you not say? Oh, for sure. Without question. But I, I, I think it's a testament to TJ more so than it is a a, a, a slam on, on the other players just because... True. TJ's proving his versatility, further proving his value to the team, further proving his deservingness of the Depoy Award, which I don't know if he'll get. Isn't that this weekend? Or sorry, next weekend the awards are. The next they're yeah. uh, the Thursday before the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. February eighth. Who cares about that award ceremony? This is the award ceremony. That tada was for TJ Watt just being amazing. Okay, I guess when you say TJ Watt, sometimes that just wants the tada for you. Oh, there it goes. There again. it goes. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick played 10 games. He had 64 tackles. Cole Holcomb had 54 tackles in eight games. Keanu Neal in nine games had 50. So those three guys would have been a lot closer towards the top if they had played a full healthy season and maybe pushed to Landon to have that tackle crown. Like, if you extrapolate Cole Holcomb's season out, he played eight games. He has eight more to go. 54, he would have passed Elandon Roberts' number. He was pacing for higher than that. So injury, unfortunately, took some some would-be tacklers away from this. But that's also encouraging to me that he was doing exactly— I mean, And we didn't need that award-slash-statistic to remind us of the season that Cole Holcomb was tracking for. We, knew, we saw it with our own eyes— you don't even need a you don't need a statue to see the impact that he had that really all three of the inside linebackers had on this team this year. It's a shame that Cole Holcomb, Holcomb's injury is 
The degree of it is unknown. We don't know how long it could keep him sidelined, which is very detrimental in, in the uh, in the likelihood that he could be brought back for next year. But, I liked him so much. Yeah. But I think at the minimum, you have to move forward with Hulk, uh, I'm sorry, Quan Alexander and Atlanta Roberts. I just was like starting to really fall for Cole Holcomb. Like, I don't fall why for wouldn't him. you? I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, the locks, I mean, God, he's he's, uh. he's quite the looker, first off. But he just like kept week after week yeah. showing me things during mm-hmm. games where I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy is what we've kind of been not fully missing at this position, mm-hmm. but <laughs> he looks like Ray Lewis compared to what we've been working oh, with. Absolutely. It was but doesn't that also encourage you, too, that he went down and then Roberts just stepped right and into that right. role? And this is Roberts' award. Yeah, so let's right. talk about him. Um, the first thing I want to say about him is, and I've said it a thousand times ad nauseum, the injury thing and, mm-hmm. and fighting through the injuries that he had to was remarkable. He truly exemplified, you know, that traditional what it means to be a stealer. When he was playing with like a, a partially torn groin at one point, and then he had another leg injury, and he just mm-hmm. couldn't keep him off the field longer than that one game. Uh, the team desperately, desperately needed experience mm-hmm. and quality at that inside linebacker spot because, you know, Blake Martinez and Miles Jack got all the experience in the world. The quality weren't there compared to a Landon, and he was able to be there when you needed him against Baltimore, when you needed him in Buffalo. Uh, he had a great play. I think the play that stood out for me on tape against Buffalo was that corner end zone route that he was tracking with uh, one of the tight ends. I'm not sure and which. And that's his weakness. And he, but and he, but he was there for I the know, coverage. Got to handle his the ball. That's not his bag. No, it's but still he still such a great did play. it. So I love a Landon Roberts too. You know. If Holcomb can come back from his injury and we ride into next year with Roberts and Holcomb as our one-two, two-A, maybe two-B with Quan Alexander too, you know, I'm talking up, I'm doing training camp shows down at Sharkies and Dinos next year. I'm talking them up. I'm talking uh, up that inside linebacker to, core. You know, let's lean on them a little bit more next year. And, and Roberts is right there uh, as part of that equation. I've always said, like, there's a lot of, unfounded optimism surrounding the Steelers team in many areas, right? Like we were talking about the offensive line a couple of years ago with Dan Moore Jr. and Kendrick Green thinking, oh, look how good it could be. And then it faltered. And you looked at the running game and saying, look how good it could be, but it faltered because of the offensive line. And look how good the cornerbacks could be, but Pat Pete is old and Levi Wallace continues to wane in, in his production. And we said, look how good the linebackers could be when they brought in Joe Schobert, then they brought in Miles Jack, and we did the same thing last year with Atlanta Roberts, Quan Alexander, or Cole Holcomb. Didn't we, we kind of pause it last year? Though, weren't we kind of like we're, we're not we, doing? Didn't this. we finally we learn our lesson? Did, yeah, but then the one and year we learned right. our lesson, yeah. it was it was great. Just tremendous all around, I'd say, from all three of those guys and anyone who's at training camp next year or this coming year is going to be keeping their eye out for those inside linebackers. I really hope the Steelers are able to bring back two, if not all three of those guys for next year. Yeah, Roberts is under contract, so, I mean, that's not going to be a problem for Mm -hmm. him. And I think it only comes down to a matter of the injury with Cole Holcomb. Uh, I wouldn't hate drafting one either, you know, throwing another another young pup in there. The problem, though, Tom, is that, and this happens every draft season, you you always say, I wouldn't have trouble drafting, you know, you wouldn't – 
be pulling my arm drafting this guy, but you only have so many picks and you only have so many early round draft picks. Right, you're right. That's when it that's when draft experts like Omar Khan and Andy Wada really get down to it and they say we absolutely have to target this position in, in the right. early rounds. But there are a lot of areas of need, including that inside linebacker if you're not bringing back all three guys. And even if you do bring back all three guys, who's to say that Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander return to form after their injuries? All right, our next award, the Joey Porter Sacked Lunch Award. Nom, 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 nom. And the winner is... Who else but T.J. Watt. A 19-sack season for TJ. He becomes the first player in NFL history to lead the league in sacks in three separate seasons. Mm. He will not win Defensive Player of the Year in what will become one of the biggest robberies on the face of the earth. And what makes me very comfortable and what makes me kind of smile about it, Jacob, is I've been looking through mentions on X. I've been looking through. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> you are. You are. You I'm really lo- are. I'm looking through mentions. I think you deserve a ta-da for sticking um, no, with X. Ta- don't, don't you give extra ta-das. <laughs> I'm looking for comments on Instagram posts. You know, that Depoy, NFL's official post of the Depoy finalist. I'm right in that reply section, baby. I'm scrolling. My thumb starts hurting how much I'm scrolling down there. It's not just people with Steelers avatars that are saying it's TJ Easily. Or people in the replies of people saying it should be Miles Garrett. It's not just Steelers fans that I'm seeing. It's fans from other fan bases being like, it's stupid if they give it to Miles Garrett. So I'm at least going to smile knowing that everybody outside of the Cleveland, Ohio area, and probably a lot of really good, smart football fans within Cleveland are going to know deep down too if they give that award to Miles Garrett. It ain't really his award. Mm-mm. I mean, absolutely. He, not. I mean, you know, he leads in. E- this is what people keep saying in these comment sections. Like, he leads in every statistical category. Like, even if you want to say Miles Garrett's better at pass rush win rate, which is so completely made up, really, that's one category. What clears him in every single other mm-hmm. category? Why is that one, which was just invented, weighted so much more than all the rest? I have no idea, and it worries me, too, that the Pro Football Writers Association just came out, and they named yes. their depoy to Miles be Miles Garrett. Garrett. That is not a good sign. Once again. I think Brian Backo of the Post-Gazette pointed out that eight out of the last nine yes. guys to win depoy for the Pro Football Writers Association won it for the AP. It's a bad sign, but it's a sign that I expected because we both know. We've yeah, been talking this up for weeks, so Jacob, on this show. He's going to win. He's going to lose it. inevitable. <laughs> Which is wild when you look at the statistical disparity. Yeah, but 19 sacks gets the Joey Porter Sack Lunch Award. Alex Highsmith was last year's winner. Uh, I didn't tell you who last year's winner of the Bobby Boucher Tagore Foosball Award was because I just came up with it this year. It's new. But I last, love it. Last love year's it. winner to Highsmith. This year it goes to TJ Watts. Uh, what an incredible performance. But the problem with this is, mm-hmm. once kind of with the tackle thing, no pressure from anybody else. Seven from Highsmith. Yeah, right. That was the mo- second most. Can you tell me who had the third most off the top of your head? Just guess. Just take a stab. A stab at it? Maybe. I don't want to say Keanu Benton. No, it wasn't. I don't want to say one of the other inside linebackers. Not an inside backer. Outside guys. Eh. Was it Herbig? No. Was it Was it Marcus Golden? Marcus Golden was in third place. The wow. bronze medalist. He had, and four, what he had four? four sacks. Which is great for a bench piece. Yes. So... Great for a bench piece, but concerning that no one on the D-line had as many as four. Ogan Joby had the most on the D-line with three. 
and then and then Mr. Herbig had three. So your outside linebackers were four of the top five, which is good, but you kind of want it's good when you when you think about how Herbig and Golden mm-hmm. don't play as much. You kind of want some D tackles to jump up there. Definitely. And and slash, you want your second guy, you want Alex Eisman to get a little more than seven and a half. Uh, Landon Roberts then checks in with two and a half sacks. Doesn't surprise me. But he's not, a, he's not like, especially once Holcomb right. went down, he wasn't supposed to be that guy. Uh, Cam Hayward only had two. Yeah, that's a, what feels like a career low for Cam. And then that ends the list of players who had double-digit sacks, so I'm not going to go into the ones that got the ones or the half sacks on the year. So, you know, you go from 19 to 7 to 4, couple threes, a two and a half, and a two. It was coming from one person a lot this year, mm-hmm. which kind of, in a way, is a, another argument for him to be the defensive player of the Absolutely. year. <laughs> you get most of your sacks from one guy. Let's be brutally honest, too. You're going to hear this a lot on the award ceremony aftermath with people defending the decision. Well, best player on one of the best defenses or the best defense in the league. Steelers finished sixth in points per game allowed. Browns finished 13th. Hmm. 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 Brian Windhorst. Huh. Now, the Browns did give up a lot less yardage than the Steelers, but I don't think that translates to winning football Points. games if you keep them out of the end zone. Kind of ironic, huh? Steelers allow fewer points. TJ Watt has better stats. But we're just going to decide that Browns it's... allow fewer yards, and Miles Garrett has better made-up stats. I'll do you one better. Sure. Team success. They went to the same exact yeah. point in the playoffs, right. and in fact, the Steelers got blown out less than the Browns did in their playoff game. Oh, but, you know, the Browns beat the Steelers. The Steelers beat the Browns. They split yeah, the regular. There's, no, there's nowhere you can go mm-hmm. right now. The Steelers making the playoffs and the Browns losing in the first round, that really put that team success thing to bed. Remember when it was seven and seven? I was I was I was banging that drum. I was like, they're gonna go miles just because of team success. That's out the window now. No. E- they are equal. Mm-hmm. Browns had one more win on the season than the Steelers did, and they finished at the same exact spot in the race. So I don't know. There's no there's no argument you can make anymore. As to the Garrett argument. Yeah, no. Oh, Tom, forget about the Browns as a as a team. Look at just Miles Garrett. Had one sack in what the last seven weeks of the season. I think eight, if you include the wild card round against Houston, you can't win Depoy as an edge rusher and have one sack over two months. You can't do it. Yeah, and people will be like, "Well, if you give it to TJ, let's just rename the ward the person who has the most sacks." Okay. Award. No, not okay. Because TJ leads in every other category too. Great it's point. not just sacks. Great point. But he still leads in that category also. But it's not just like he's because people are like, well, if it was a sack thing, Trey Hendrickson would be up there too as a nominee. Well, exactly. He should have. No, he, he should have. No, no, he, he should have. Probably not because it's not just a sack thing. But TJ Watt's not just a, a one trick pony. He has an interception, he has a touchdown. Parsons can't say that. No. Garrett can't say that. Parsons, I think, deserves the edge over Garrett because you do see Micah. Lining up as an inside linebacker in coverage sometimes. Oh, my ballot would be TJ, Parsons, Crosby, Garrett. He did nothing in the last seven weeks. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Just don't put him in the top two. He doesn't deserve to be there. All right, we got to move on. Okay, I'm gonna burst. Yeah, I'm gonna burst this the blood is an awards. We're supposed to be happy. I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry to our you know, fans. Applause, in the crowd. champagne's going around. <laughs> All right, our next award. 
Okay. The Two Chains Move Those Chains Award to the Steeler <laughs> that got the most first downs. Of course, quarterbacks do not count unless they run for the most first downs, but that was not the case. This does this team does not have Josh Allen. The award goes to Najee Harris. 60 total first downs, oh. 51 on the ground, and he had nine oh, more yes. catching the football. Yes. Jalen Warren was the next closest. He got 36 first downs um, on the ground, but he had 19 through the air. So he pushed Naj a little bit, mm-hmm. but he fell short of the total of 60. Last year's winners of the Two Chains Award was split between Naj and Deontay. They each had the equal amount of first downs gained, but this year... It's just Najee's award. I have a feeling he might win a couple more awards today as well. I think in what you look back at in hindsight now and say, not a pretty bad start to the young man's career. I think this was probably the best year of that. I would say so. But as I call him a young man, and I'm only like four years older than him. It's in Congress with Jalen Warren's best year of his two year career. I don't think that's a coincidence coincidence these two feed off of each other and they do better when the other does just as well so that the pressure is taken off their individual shoulders right the one game that Jalen Warren had that 75 yard touchdown against uh Cleveland had what over 100 yards it's okay because what did Najee do the rest of the season crushed it killed it yeah I mean Jalen Warren is the runner-up of the two chains Move those chains awards. Unfortunately, we have to give both chains of this award to Najee. We don't have one for Warren. I gotta say, it's actually really good that you have both Najee and Jalen as your top two because that proves to me, Tom, that this team is really trying to get back to a run first mentality. Yes. And. They were kind of not fully embracing that at the beginning of the season. No, they weren't. Maybe a little, you know, you want to you wanna let the young quarterback throw it because that's how you really get over the top in this league when you, you have that aspect to the running game. But, yeah, this is now the second year in a row where they've leaned onto that as their identity, and they've been a really good winning football team when they do. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, this year they needed the compliment of the passing game that Mason Rudolph resurrected to – you know, really drop the hammer with the running game. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's the it's the modern NFL. You aren't, even in the old, actually, this is stupid of me to say, in the old days, this was more likely to happen. Even though, you know, it's a pass league, there will be teams like the Patriots that'll crop up still, and you can't run the football on them. And the Steelers had that, and they didn't have the compliment in that game. So I like where your head's at. You know, that does show with those two leading the charge in the first downs, you're running, you're running at first football team. That's your identity. But if you don't have that, you know, that other ability, that other infinity stone in your gauntlet that allows you to pass the football, it's only going to get you so far. We've kind of seen as far as it gets you the past few mm-hmm. years. Third place bronze medalist was George Pickens. Yep. He got 42 first downs, all of them, of course, through the air. Oh, I'm sorry, George. You had 44 first downs. You did rush for two first yeah, downs. Don't, I don't want to disparage those. Don't cheap him. He had a big one against the Ravens, too. No, he didn't have any targets or any catches in that game, but remember that end? He but he had that end around, right? That took yeah. it to a big Do first remember. down. So George Pickens is the bronze medalist there. All right. All right. Moving on. Okay. The Peanut Tillman Get That Ball Out Award <laughs> to the Steeler with the most forced fumbles. 
And the winner is. Oh, it's TJ Watt again. Oh, wait, what'd you say? Was oh, it? it's TJ Watt again. Wait, one oh, more time. It's TJ Watt again. Four forced fumbles. God, it's going to suck so bad when this guy doesn't win Depoy. All we're doing is just waiting for the inevitable. It's really going to suck when he doesn't win it. Three of them recovered, and he took one back to the house for uh, a touchdown. Uh, Tom, can I ask you a question? Did Miles Garrett have more forced fumbles? He did not. Did he have more fumble recoveries? No. Did he have more touchdowns? He didn't get in the paint. Then what the hell are we talking <laughs> about here? Uh, I don't know. He had a better pass rush win rate, but he wasn't able to get to the quarterback in time. Nor uh, get the ball out. Or get the ball out at a high rate. Nor get the ball if it was already out. Four is awesome, and it feels low because it's TJ. It does feel low. Like I think his year. career high is like nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> he did have that. And guess what? I don't think he won Depoy that year either. No, I think that was either the Aaron Donald or, or Stefan Gilmore, Gilmore year. God, it's Stefan Gilmore. Donald stings less. But he probably should have won it over Donald that year too. No, we we have said many times he should be he should already be a three time MVP. So four forced fumbles for TJ Watt, and I would not want to be a running back in the NFL. Kind of stuck up in a pile, stood up with Watt and have bang, you bang, either bang, you either bang, see bang, him do bang. the punch move oh, or the rip move. Oh my god. The rip, I would I would choose the rip if I had a choice every day of the week. Because he's just he, punching me. Not only that, he's fine-tuning those moves. Those aren't just things that he was signing. He said, okay, let me see if this works. He practices the punch. He's he's shown on social media he practices the punch. He practices the rip out. He does things in training camp and practice throughout the season where he has people hold on to the ball, and he he practices that ripping motion on the ball. The punch, though. The is, punch is... Especially when they're down late and he, they're like teams are running the ball out. He'll just like fly in with a flying right. punch just to try something. I'm surprised the league hasn't tried to stop that. Yeah, I mean, why would like, you what give if, the defense what if any he, kind of advantage? What if he misses and he just clocks a guy? He does all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's football! <laughs> you gotta get hit! You're running back. Stick I would not want to be hit by TJ Watt. I mean, but think about it this way. Whether it's via an NFL tackle or the punch. But think about it this way. You know, when he punches, yes, it can get a little wild, but it is always with the intent to go for the football. Yeah, so it's right. never like an errant, like, gut punch. No, or like something it's like that. not like a Nadamika Sue, no, no, like, no, no, I'm going to no, no. be a piece of garbage. So if he misses, it's like right in the arm or the bicep mm -hmm. or maybe the shoulder but pad. But that's, that's going to leave a bruise. But listen, if it is errant... He's going to hit him in the helmet. It's going to hurt TJ 10 yeah, times right. more than You're it's right. going to hurt the running back. So th if the league wants to ban it, for what? It's mm -hmm. more dangerous when you think about it for him. He's just mm -hmm. punching meat mostly on that back. Meat and muscle. He'll be fine. Just a couple ice baths. Suck it up. <laughs> Last year's winner, by the way, was Alex Highsmith of the Peanut Tillman. Get that. I remember that. I think award. he was either. He had the he league lead, lead did in he? force fumbles yeah. last year. I think he had like eight last year. The next award, please. I'm shuffling through. Okay, here it is. Who's our presenter? Who's who's the person? You know, who's we don't talk about the cards. Him. We okay. don't. No, he doesn't. He's an intern still. Uh. Troy Polamalu Air Traffic Control Award to the Steeler with the most interceptions on the season, and the award goes to. Wow, four people at the same time. Whoa. Alex Highsmith, Pat Pete, 
Levi Wallace, uh, and the Monte KZ. Shout out to Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith. Do we just give him this award on top of them because he had a tutty and the he rest did of them didn't? I don't think that's fair. I think they should all get steelies. They all had two interceptions. But how about that? Two interceptions with yeah, a that's high it. mark yeah, on the season. That's a low mark. Yeah, Especially we- when you're doing a good job as a team forcing interceptions. So I don't know, Tom. This team did really well. You know, we got all the sound effects today. Uh, this team ranked top 10 in interceptions forced. So is it really that bad of a thing if you didn't have one guy really stand out like you had with TJ stand out for sacks? I think we're just so used to, like, last year, winner of this award was Minka Fitzpatrick, who led the league yeah, in I mean, interceptions that, I think year. I think it's a bigger deal. It's a bigger, bigger topic of discussion to say that Minka has zero this year than it was that nobody stood out really among everyone else. So the guy the other guys that got their hands on a foosball and made a big interception this season, Mikel Walker, mm-hmm. TJ Watt, we remember TJ Watts. What a play against Matt Stafford and the Rams. Uh I actually saw that on X the other day and it was insane seeing that. The the drug I mean, not on the <laughs> yeah. Uh Eric Rowe had one what a what a job Eric Rowe did. Quan Alexander had one. Joey Porter Jr. We all remember that one against Odell. Keanu Neal had one. Shandon had one, and Trenton Thompson had an interception. So Trent Thompson's, I remember. Yeah, I mean, some of those are a lot more memorable than others. For instance, I don't remember Neals or Sullivan's at all, but I will never forget Joey Porter Jr.'s, Eric no. Rose, or Trent Thompson's because they were big. All plays. in weighty moments, right? And of course, like I said, T.J. Watts was just nuts. I mean. You want to scream in the microphone again about how stupid it would be if he doesn't get the defensive player of the year? I really did. Don't. You see Garrett ever make a play like that? Not even just this no. year, but like ever in his life. The one, I, the one game everyone wants to point out is that he blocked a kick. Oh, it was a great play on Indianapolis. Yeah, he's a great defensive player. I wish he would have gotten like four more sacks at the end of the season so we could stomach <laughs> this robbery a little bit easier. Right, if he actually deserved it, yeah, I'd it say, okay. okay, it's a discussion for sure. Like when T.J. Watt lost to Aaron Donald, yeah. you were saying, okay, like Aaron Donald had a great season. And he's kind of the incumbent back then. So uh-huh. it's like, ah, you got to really dethrone him, even though then the next year they did with Stephon Gilmore for some reason. But I digress. Our last award of this portion of the Steelers. Oh. It is the Waka Flocka Flame Hard in the Paint Award. This is a new award this year. Didn't do it last year. And the winner is. I said in the winner is. It's going. Najee Harris. Eight total touchdowns on the season for Najee. All of them on the ground. How about this? For as good as Warren was in the passing game, neither running back caught a touchdown pass this year. Pretty surprising, huh? Yeah, that is, especially because didn't Najee have his like first two touchdowns of the year last year come through the air? Well, we remember the most iconic touchdown of the year was through the air. That's right, at the very the end against Baltimore. Yes, yes, but none this year. But Nosh did run for eight tutties. The runner-ups were both Pickens and Deontay, who had five touchdowns apiece. Deontay Johnson, like 500 times the touchdowns that he had last year. I mean, I don't even know how that math works. Like, what do you time zero by to get to five? I got no idea. 
What a great bounce back for him. And I'm not I'm not being sarcastic at all. Like going from zero to a number like five is very, very respectable. Like you won't get anybody batting an eye on you having five tutties as a wide receiver. Especially as a second wide receiver, because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Deontay, but you are kind of wide receiver. Number right two. Yeah. But again, five tutties is great. Yeah. And you had impact in we kind of got a glimpse. I'm sorry we're doing this on Najee's award right now, but this is a take I just walked into. We kind of got a glimpse though of the Pickens and Deontay dynamic and how we can have one game be a Pickens game and one game be mm-hmm. a Deontay game. Deontay was better against the Ravens Tom, in that game. I'll do and you the Bills. One... Deontay was really good against the Bills. Yeah, in he the was. I'll do you one better. You got the glimpse of not just in the wide receiver room, in the running back room. You have your offensive balance. You have two guys at both positions that can really take control of a game for you. Yeah, they honestly they need one more wide receiver and then they have weapon. Their weapons are fine. Even Pat, like Pat had that career but game against the first game receiver. against the Bengals. No, I'm with you, but it just shows how well balanced this offense can be when led by a a competent offensive coordinator and B a competent quarterback. I think they might have a quarterback on the roster right now number 2, but they need that OC for sure. Number 2. <laughs> We'll see if he's. What still do you mean, number roster. two? I'm just laughing because it's Mason and not Kenny that you're talking about. I am talking about Mason Rudolph. That's no secret. That's no secret at all. So eight tutties for Najee Harris this year. Jalen Warren did run for four touchdowns himself. Did he but, catch any, Jalen? No, no, no. Neither running back caught a touchdown. Oh right, you said that. You yes, said that. I did say that. Thanks for paying attention. You're welcome. Yeah. So Mitch Trubisky actually was the bronze medalist. Well, no, Jalen Warren was the bronze medalist, but Mitch Trubisky and Pat Farmuth had two, and then. That's it for the double-digit touchdowns. That's it for the double-digit paint getters this year. Not a lot of touchdowns Mm -hmm. this year for the Steelers offense. We hope that changes next year. When the Steelies continue, Mm. this is where it gets juicy, folks. We get to the awards that have the nominees. The ones that actually matter. Well, those awards matter, but, you know. (laughs) I'm joking. These are now the ones that me and Jacob, you know, like the Oscars, we're in a boardroom of stuffy people, and we make our decisions. Like, this three people deserve to be a nominee for this. There's no, like, actual metric that you have to meet to win the awards. Like This isn't the pass rush win rate of the awards. That's exactly right. Actually, this is the pass rush win rate. That's what's coming up next. Here on the Steely Awards on the Steeler Standard.